Welcome to EduCash, a podcast for career educational navigation geared towards education majors and newly hired teachers. Topics and information that can help you in the beginning stages of your career. Things our hosts, Chris Reed and John Ballard, wish somebody would have told them at the start of their career. In Episode 7, social media can be tricky waters to navigate for all teachers. Listen in as the guys give advice to new and aspiring teachers on the hot-button topic of social media. And now, a common-sense approach to an ever-changing educational world, the EduCash Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Chris Reed, and I'm here with John again. John, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. Good to be back. As we've uh, said over, uh, I guess, each podcast, we are the EduCash Podcast, spelled C-A-C-H-E. We are like the cash file in your computer. You can uh, take the information we give you and keep it, and what you don't, just get rid of it. So we hope to give you a lot of good information that... Uh, you can keep and uh, today we're going to be talking about the uh, important aspect of social media right and we know there are so many positive things about uh, social media and its proper usage but uh, we also know there's a downside so we've got to be careful and make sure that we uh, stay away from those pitfalls uh, especially for those younger educators who are seeking positions and uh, who may have their uh, social media profiles sought out by potential employers. So we want to talk about the uh, the do's and the don'ts today. Right. And, and you know, I think everybody understands that uh, we, the do's are pretty much uh, common sense and uh, some of the don'ts. But, you know, one thing I urge new teachers to do is it, your district's going to have a Google certified teacher probably at your school in your district or a uh, technology person hired. Go to professional developments that they are putting on I don't know about you, John, but I've wasted a lot of my life in professional developments that uh, didn't turn out to be very fruitful. But, uh, you know, you can really get some good information. And every time I have done that, I have got information I could use. You can go back and automatically uh, apply those, uh, you know, tips and tricks that you got to help you use this stuff in your classroom correctly. So I think that's important for the do is get in there and figure out what uh, resources you have in your your district because your district's then providing it for you, which also gives you an avenue to have a little bit of a safety net there. Well, that's true. And, and I mean, it also is very important that you understand how that technology works uh, so that you don't make um, maybe potentially an accidental mistake, you know, by posting something somewhere that you think is is private when it's not private and uh, those sorts of issues. So those can be worked out through professional development. And uh, I agree with you. There's a lot of good Good things out there that uh, you can either learn from uh, your school district or even perhaps on your own. You know, and I don't want to start out scaring everyone to death, but do your own uh, Google search or Internet search on teachers, uh, social media or technology and criminal charges. And you can find quite a bit of uh, cases out there. And I know we've not going to talk about them, but we've both had our share of dealings in that. And it's just something that happens everywhere. And the last thing that we want to see is a new teacher go through four years of college, uh, acquire a job, and then make some kind of mistake and uh, be removed from the teaching profession all just based on a simple mistake using this or, or something leads into something else. And, you know, we've seen all these kinds, and, and you'll see them too. Just want to make sure that we avoid that and make good decisions and uh, just kind of stay abreast of what we're doing with our social media. It kind of creeps up on you. If you will, you know, you get a comfort level and you start doing one thing that seems okay. The next thing you know, you know, you, you've gone down a road that you probably don't need to. That's absolutely right. And one thing I would encourage all of our listeners to do is to make sure that you take time to actually Google yourself. 
see what pops up see if there's something that uh uh, maybe is inappropriate maybe somebody has uh, put something tagged you in some form or fashion that uh, is something that's inappropriate and that you wouldn't want out there and uh, maybe that's not even true so uh uh, be important to make sure that you address that as well. And I look back to see what the uh, the first case that I could find on social media was, and uh, I can't believe how that this all this originated just in 2008. It seems like it's been around since uh, I was born. But uh, 2008, MySpace was born, and I think Facebook followed thereafter. But there was a case uh, in 2008 based on a teacher's misuse of MySpace. So. It started quick. As soon as it hit the uh, books, we were already having issues with it, and it, I don't think it's ever stopped. So we want to make sure we can uh, get into that tonight and explain and make sure everybody is uh, doing what they need to be doing. Absolutely, and I think uh, probably a good place to start in all of that would be that uh, one of the biggest things you should do uh, upon acquiring a job or perhaps even before, you know, most schools, districts uh, have their social media policy and their acceptable use policy outlined online. And I would encourage you to go online and make sure that you understand that policy. Uh, that may be some good information that you can use in an interview uh, so that uh, you can give that potential employer a, a comfort level knowing that uh, that's not going to be an issue with you and that you do understand the policy. And uh, there's a lot of things in there that, uh, you know, are, are legal uh, in nature and if you're not careful you could find yourself in uh, some hot water pretty quick you know and people don't realize that's the first click you have to make when you get on the uh, district uh, website you know you understand the acceptable use policy you click yes to get past it most people don't even look at it they just click it to get in there and get going and really what you've done is you've gone ahead and again made a reference that yes i understand and yes i accept your uh, policy and I will follow it and you do that every time and a lot of people don't even realize the importance of that that's right and there's a a, a lot of things that uh, can educate you in that policy as well about the you know the do's and don'ts some that we'll talk about uh, today about you know posting student pictures is that acceptable or when can you or can you ever uh, all those sorts of things would probably be rolled up in your policy well let's go ahead and get into that then let's talk about since you brought that up let's go ahead with uh you know, student pictures. Can you post student pictures? Uh, I think we have some questions tonight. And uh, one of the questions, and I guess we can go ahead and get into that, was uh, can I post pictures of students if I put emojis over their face and, you know, uh, those sort of things? And, you know, I don't know if you want to get into posting student pictures out on uh, your personal page. You know, I, I encourage my teachers to, you can create a page and only accept the parents of the students and then have the acceptable use where they've signed off saying, yes, my child can be, uh, you know, photographed. Then you're, you're only putting it out to a small group there and that's still, you know, can, it can get out from there, but at least, at least you've covered your bases at that point. Right. Well, a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, things we have today, uh, tips and do's and don'ts are kind of intertwined. And so it, intertwined with that would be that, uh, you would never want to post a student picture on your private account. I mean, you could maybe some have some third-party accounts uh, remind where you may have permission, but most school policies don't allow for, uh, you know, that to be posted unless you have specific um, permission from the family, obviously, like you said, and as well as your principal. I mean, you may want right. to post a picture of the trophy ceremony, you know, where they won the 
Governor Scholars Award or something of that nature. But uh, I think it would, you know, as a general rule, if it's your private account, I would not have student pictures on there. No, and if you have a great picture like that or some great achievement, you know, get it to your uh, person that's in charge of your website. Let let the school post those things because they can go through and do some of that. And that way you're not putting it on yourself in your personal account. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just bad business. You know, it's just going to end up, you can do it, probably get away with it for a while. And eventually the next thing you know, you get caught on, you have no answers for it, for the, uh, the posts. So. Right. And again, uh, you know, along that same vein of, of, uh, public versus private or professional, um, you know, you don't want to post student pictures, but also you certainly don't want to follow students on your private account. Uh, that can only lead to, uh, to bad things happening, uh, you know, you're dealing with uh, a lot of times, you know, kids under the age of 18 who don't always make the right. the best decisions, and uh, so uh, best to cover yourself and not have them even on your private accounts. You know, and I guess we'll go into another. We won't have any questions left by the end of the podcast, probably. <laughs> but one of the questions, and it was a very good question: What if I get a job, and my best friend's little sister? as a student at the school and I have them as a friend before I ever took the job, you know, and I, and I, I think the advice there is still don't follow students, but if you're going to uh, remove that person, you can, since you know them, you can say, look, I'm now going to be a teacher. So I'm letting you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and remove you from my account just because of this reason. I think people understand that, you know, I think if you give a little explanation for that, if it's some kind of personal, you know, cause even then uh, a student that is a friend of a friend, could still take something you post and, and not even try to get you in trouble, but but be showing this as, a, oh, look here, this is really, you know, and the next thing right. you know, you've got this uh, something you didn't really want out to other students out in the building that you're working in. So I, I would still stay away from that if, if you can help it. All right. They, you know, they want to be cool. So they show uh, the picture of, of you and her sister uh, that is her friend then uh, laying on the beach, you know, with margaritas right. in their hands, exactly. smoking cigars and whatever. So uh, not necessarily the best look. Sounds like you're fishing trips. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but no, and, and I think that's, that's just good business. And, and, and a lot of times that student might show that not trying to get you in trouble, but trying to, show how they know you and how cool you are and it's all great but doesn't do you any good that's right so that brings us to another point we're talking about pictures being posted and those sort of things you know and that not that you would post pictures but pictures that you yourself post you need to be careful of and uh you know or even actions that you're doing that someone might take a picture of you absolutely and uh like we've like we've mentioned previously you know those things that uh you post, especially if you post them on a, uh, a public, you know, your public domain, uh, and a potential employer is probably going to do an internet search of you, a Google search of so- sorts, and, uh, you know, very well those pictures could pop up, and that could be the difference of uh, being employed or being unemployed. You know, and to add to that further, what I was talking about, about someone taking a picture, I had a parent call me at my office one time and tell me I am coming to your office. That's always a good call. You know, you can't wait for that one. And uh, she showed up and she had pictures of one of our teachers. Uh, And they were having an excellent time at the uh, one of the restaurants that had a bar in it. And the pictures weren't near as bad as she had uh, let on on the phone conversation, but they were, they would have been detrimental had she put them out. And I asked her, are these 
are you posting these or what? And she goes, no, I just want to bring to your attention so you can. And I talked to the teacher and come to find out, you know, she had a good reason. They started out as a bachelorette party and the limo didn't come pick them up on time. And, uh, you know, so they got started a little bit, you know, early, but, but it all worked out well. But, I, you know, she was, she kind of dodged a bullet there because that, that could have been posted. And, and if those would have been seen, it would have been, uh, you know, not not career ending or anything, but it would have been embarrassing. Right. And you, and you've got to be careful about, uh, your associations as well on social media. You know, if, for example, even if you feel like it's innocent that somebody tweets something to you or you see a tweet and, and then you retweet it, uh, and, and you're only associated with it or you like something and, uh, that's all you've done. And you think that's innocent. That still could be a, uh, potential for some trouble for you that you don't need. Absolutely. And you know, that, that, that happens a lot especially around this time of uh, year with political views. That's right. You got to be careful about what you say there too. And, and remember that as a teacher, uh, you do have first amendment rights, obviously. Uh, but you also have an obligation to follow your, your code of ethics and you're a teacher 24 seven. And when you raise your hand and, and say, I want this job, then you're also saying that. So you got to be careful about, uh, thinking that you can just say or do whatever you want because you uh, have a First Amendment right to do so. But um, you just got to be careful about those things. And, you know, along that same line of, of talking about political things or that sort of thing, another thing you want to make sure that you don't do on your social media site is is to uh, badmouth or complain or, uh, you know, talk about situations that are at school that uh, have you upset uh, that's never a, a good look, and I can promise you that I'll get back to your administrator. Over and over again, and uh, a lot of times that skips your administrator and shows up at the central office. You know, uh, we've I've de- I think we both probably dealt with that, and, uh, you know, that's exactly what happens. Uh, you know, and then the same line of that is when you are online talking, even if it's not something that you're upset or frustrated about, you want to make sure you're not revealing confidential student information or things that people can pick up on about students that you don't would not want anyone else to know. Exactly. And, uh, you know, even if you think it's something that's uh, you're being kind, but perhaps you're talking about a student with special needs and you uh, mentioned that on on, uh, you know, social media that can uh, be one that could be a good violation of FERPA and the students' rights, and uh, you got to be very careful about that. You know, a good rule of thumb is if you're trying to decide if you need to put this out or not, if you're having to stop and think about it, you probably don't. That that's you know, exactly right. Just skip and, it. and you know, another one I think that you would think that goes without saying, but uh, posting something like that or complaining about something or something you shouldn't be posting and. Uh, I've had that brought to my attention before from folks, like I said, it goes sometimes straight to the central office. And uh, upon looking closer at the post, I noticed, well, this was during six period. Don't you have a class at six period? So be mindful of that as well, that uh, you're not doing things and posting things during school hours when you have other obligations. And one thing to remember uh, as well, when we talk about these things and things that you post, whether you posted them uh way back in high school when you were younger or or whenever, a lot of those things will be there forever. So it uh, it behooves you to, like I said, go back and Google yourself and maybe clean some things up or, uh, you know, things like Snapchat. I know people think that that's a, 
an app where you take a picture and it's gone in 10 right. seconds but right. all it takes is somebody to take a screenshot of that and then uh, and then again it's there forever so just be mindful of the fact that uh, anything you post uh, could be there for eternity. You know, we don't want to scare you to death and think that you cannot communicate with students. And there, and there are a lot of ways to do that. And one good way to do it is to use a third party or like a Remind 101 is one that I think is pretty popular. Uh, you know, that way when you send information to students, you are also sending it to the parents. I know a lot of the uh, coaches and clubs and organizations and bands, they all use these types of things. And that way, not only is the information going to the student, it's going to the parent. So there's no, absolutely no uh, miscommunication about what's going on and what's being said. And it also cuts down on individual chatter. You know, I think that's something that can happen if you start just connecting or talking to a student, you end up getting into individual conversations, which you want to avoid you know, online or somewhere like that. So you just want to make sure, but that's a good way to do that, to still connect with everyone and uh, keep everyone informed. Absolutely. And as we know, in this day and age, the, every student, uh, every parent, it seems like has that phone right in their pocket. So uh, that does help in communication and making things uh, immediately accessible, especially when you talk about things of safety nature, you know, you need right. to get a word out quick. Then uh, used to be uh, in the old days, you had to put it on the radio, and then we got to where you could do it at least on a one call, and now it's almost instantaneous if you need to get it out. You know, and, if, and, and of course, I think we've kind of stressed here to have a personal and a school account uh, for your social media, but you also want to be careful in your, on your personal account, in your bio, you know, if you link yourself to your school or district, you're basically now speaking for your school or district on your personal account. So, you know, you could, uh, you know, a person might not even know that you're a teacher until you put proud teacher at so-and-so school and then you post something on there and then they're, they're reporting that, that, hey, this could disrupt the educational process. And, you know, and really you, you're in your mind, you're thinking, well, I did that on my personal account. Well, yeah, you did, but you look, you linked yourself to the school or district by making that information available. So, you know, if you're really going to separate those accounts, I would separate them completely. Absolutely. And I don't think, uh, you know, you can always put on your private account that you're a teacher, uh, but particularly right. naming the school might right. not be the best idea. Exactly right. So, well, you want to go through some of these questions that yeah, we have? Let's do I it. think we have some good questions here uh, that we received. Uh, I think some of them we've hit already, but uh, if you want to toss them up, I can try to answer them and you can... Correct me if I'm wrong. Sure, okay. Well, I don't think you mind doing that. Well, you no, never have. We're going to start tonight. I'll uh, be glad to do that. Uh, let's see if I can put a little twist on them and trip you up here. Let's <laughs> see. So let's say that I'm uh, applying for a position, and uh, my prospective employer says, uh, can you give us access to your private uh, uh, Facebook page? We'd like to check that out. How, how should I respond? Uh, I think you can do that. I don't think you absolutely have to do that. I think, uh, even if you were to get it, I think even if they were to send that to you, uh, in some kind of before the interview, you know, trying to get that, I think you can give it to them. Here's what you need to know. Even if you do or don't, there's always a friend of a friend, uh, that this, they can get the information from. And I know this because I have heard principals talk about I didn't have access, but someone else did, and I was able to see this, and that kind of stood me away. So, you know, just be mindful, like you said earlier, whatever's out there is going to be out there, and they can get their hands on it. But you do not have to give them that account if you don't want to, but but just know they're going to be looking. Yeah, and, and they probably will search to find out, but 
I would be shocked if you were ever actually asked that. I, know, I've never asked you know, anybody that. You know, when you get into personnel law and those sorts of things, it, you know, you couldn't ask them, hey, let me see your phone. I want to look at your pictures on your phone. So, right. so it's kind of a similar vein there. No. But uh, but just be mindful of, of what is out there and make sure you know yourself what your social media account would look like. You know, and these questions are generated from folks that are in college, so they, they may not be absolutely sure of everything they may be asked. They just have concerns about this. That's probably how that came about. But yes, I don't think you would actually be asked that. But they what may if, they may try to find you though. What if they well, what if they ask me that and they say, Hey, we want to look at your social media account and what if I said, Well well guess what? I don't have any. Would that be suspicious, you think? Because for me that's the truth. <laughs> well that that means I would start looking for all your ghost accounts because uh <laughs> I know how you think. But uh you know that no, I mean you don't have to have social media by any means. I, I do think though, I do think you want to show that you are technology friendly, technology responsible, because we know how important technology has become in the classroom. So, you know, you don't have to have them, but if you, you know, if you do, just let them know you use them correctly. But no, I don't think you have to have them. Right. So what if though we, you know, teachers do want to have a you know, a life, a social life too. And in this day and age when everybody communicates on Facebook and, and those sorts of things, you know, what about uh, things on your private account? What if I, you know, posting beach pictures, like we mentioned earlier, or uh, on a fishing trip and I happen to be holding a beer that I probably just found on the floor, was picking up a can and cleaning up. Exactly. Probably what the picture would actually be. Exactly what you would say when you were asked, but uh (laughs) You know, we know the real deal, John. But, uh, you know, I think, again, you just want to be safe, cautious. And, you know, if you're going to post something, just make sure that it would be acceptable. You know, I don't if you're at a beach and there's pictures taken, you know, there, there's there's pictures and there's pictures. You know, you just want to make sure that, uh, you know, you're kind of being, I guess, a, a good word to be politically correct. You know, I mean, I don't think it's wrong to have that. You just want to be really careful that things can't be misconstrued and just want to be safe, especially early in your career. You know, right. it's, you know, I don't want to get into all that, but you're early, you're a young teacher. You just want to make sure that the things you're putting out there aren't going to cause you problems when you enter the school building. Absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, again, I'll go back to, you know, it sounds almost unfair. Well, why can't we have our own private life? We, well, you can, but keep in mind that when again you want you go into this profession you're held to a little different standard right. and uh, that's what you've got to show in your uh, social media and, and uh, you know just just use good judgment you know think about it if you read the local newspaper or watch the news there's probably a lot of DUIs that go down every night in these cities but you let a teacher or an athlete get one and it's always front and center you're right so man, you know, it's just, right. that's just the way it is i'm sorry it's just you know gotta live with it well let's move on what if uh you know we've talked about student following students what if uh you know a lot of teachers want to keep up with students once they graduate and they move on to college and uh and they want to uh you know know how they're doing they have a, a vested interest in their lives so to speak so what about that what about a student who is no longer uh a active student you know, I think that's okay as long as they have walked the line and have a diploma in their hand. They moved on. You know, you still, you know, you just and you're doing it for the right reasons. You're just wanting to check up and and, and you know, obviously knowing that everybody's going to be able to see what's going on on all the the pages. I think you can do that if you want to do that. Uh, you know, but I would not. I would absolutely not have anybody on my social media that's actively enrolled in the school district or in a 
school age. That's just me. So as a, uh, a professional, you might say, is it okay to add other teachers or perhaps the principals to your social media? Well, I have in my mind. I think that's fine. You know, I, I think the important thing there is if you're going to include uh, these other staff members on your account, that if, if you take a picture or you have something that, you know, you probably want to stay away from tagging people and pulling them in on other things to keep pictures and stuff away. But I, I have no problem, you know, being friends with uh, teachers and colleagues or uh, educators that you find uh, helpful or, you know, someone you kind of look up to. I, I think that's absolutely fine. Right. Or even perhaps create a professional account. Exactly. You know, that you, right. uh, where you can share um, things with your colleagues that you find that uh, you think would be helpful in, in the use of carrying out their duties. But, uh, yes. So what about, uh, that brings us to, to parents. What about, uh, communicating with parents on social media or on your private social media account? Should you add them? I do not add parents on my personal social media. And I, I wouldn't, if I were you, uh, you know, here's what you get into, uh, and as we all know, there's certain parents that will come in and help and, uh, really, uh, be friendly and there's some that are not whatever but the bottom line is they are, once that starts everyone will ask you so are you going to accept some and not others you know what's the deal you know and, that, and then when they figure out well why don't you accept me you accepted her now you've created a whole other issue for yourself so I, I would probably stay away from that like I said you can create a classroom account you can use dojo or some other means of uh, communication where parents can talk to you back and forth without having to get onto your social account. So I would say no to that. I'm, I'm not saying no, you cannot. I'm suggesting no, you do not. Right. And I think that would you also create a platform where a teacher or, excuse me, a parent may feel more comfortable in, uh, you might say, bad-mouthing things going right. on or other kids in the classroom or um, just creating more headaches for yourself that uh, – you know, are easily avoided by not doing that. You know, if you watch Seinfeld, you're not supposed to let your worlds collide. So I would definitely not true. let my personal account and my school account collide if I could help it. There's just no, there's no need for it. You know, there's just, it can create headaches that you don't need. And it just, I just don't see any use in it. Agreed. You know, I think as long as our young uh, teachers and college students coming out, just, just use common sense and think things through. And, and if anything, just be over cautious, you know, and I, and like we said, you have constitutional rights and everyone understands that nobody wants to take those away from you. But our main concern is for you to have career longevity and we want you to be able to stay in it and be productive in it. And to do that, you just have to use common sense and move ahead. And even, even if something you don't really, I could, I know I could do this, but, but do I need to just don't at this point and i think that'll be a good rule of thumb for them as they move through their career i think you're exactly right and i think uh, like you said just using good judgment there's no reason to create an issue for yourself that uh, is not necessary no. and that's a lot what a lot of these uh social media posts um will do is just do nothing but create headaches for you that are not worth it and i think we all know there's a lot of headaches uh, out there that you can uh, come across there's no no need to create them for yourself so we want to thank you for listening uh and we'll be back next week on the educash podcast educash that's edu hyphen c-a-c-h-e educash this has been the educash podcast a heartland communications production Please consider rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast available now on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Anchor.fm. Your input helps others discover this career education-geared podcast. If you have a question for John or Chris, 
feel free to email it to educashpod at gmail.com. And the guys will answer it in an upcoming episode. We'll see you next time on the Educash Podcast.